Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorcom, in which we take the times with the small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, the small cap metaverse king, David Lukat, <laughs> CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades in Canada under LQID, for those of you in the U.S. under LQABF. And for those new to the story, because you've seen a couple of really good first time ever metaverse kind of headlines that we're going to talk about today, here's what you need to know. The official explanation of the company, it's a global fintech, it's a global blockchain and fintech solutions company focused on digital identity, integrated avatars, and the metaverse. But what you really need to know is the genesis of the company. It's a blockchain and personal identity solutions uh, company that empowers individuals like us to manage, control, and generate value from our biometrically verified digital identity, while also providing business and governments with the ability to easily integrate these digital wallets and digital identity solutions through its liquid avatar pro, uh, platform. Now, that's the genesis. As the digital universe has continued to expand, now we have an ever-increasing need to verify online identity. And we know that why. Where is the expansion? The metaverse, which most of you have heard of by now. If you haven't, uh, it would be the equivalent of the matrix. That's the way to explain it to older guys like me. And for everyone that's younger, you probably don't need an explanation, but it's ready player one. It's already a $30 billion market, but Bloomberg Intelligence says it's going to be an $800 billion, $800 billion market by 2024. And Roundhill Investments, which is a major ETF sponsor, uh, focus on the metaverse, says, I'm going to read this, we believe more virtual platforms will emerge and they will likely exceed today's leaders. Liquid Avatar's Aftermath Islands Metaverse is an early success already. Back in Q4, the company in total did a preliminary gross revenue of about a million dollars. I think most of that came, though, from Aftermath Island NFT sales, which was unbelievable. And today's press release, Liquid Avatar launches first ever payment card and loyalty program for the metaverse. So he's making news again. David, welcome back. Oh, wow. Thanks, George. Great to be here. Uh, first ever. I mean, this is no big deal, right? This, I mean, this is no small deal. Uh, how big is it to have the first ever payment card and loyalty program for the metaverse? Uh, well, uh, George, I think it's outstanding. I think it shows uh, our innovative style in doing things that, and, and the way that we partner with organizations. Uh, you know, uh, people earn cash back every day and we offer cash back and people earn loyalty points. And we have that in our card. And, you know, the the opportunities in with some U.S. cards have been will get paid two days later. There's lots of, of gaps, but no one has really looked at the metaverse and said, well, how can I gain value in the metaverse? And we're the first ones to do it. No, like, why is that? I mean, we all know that uh, cashback and loyalty, that's been around for ages now. Why was nobody else looking at it? Or how did you beat everybody else to implement in the in the metaverse? Well, we own all the factors of production, right? So we own the metaverse for the first product that we're going to put in that rewards program is going to be Aftermath Islands. So we own the factors of production. So we didn't have to go out and 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 work with the third parties because of our um, integration, our vertical integration and our literally both vertical and horizontally integrated. We are able to do things like this. We can we can move very quickly and create new and innovative programs 
based on our digital identity, our avatar, NFT, and our metaverse programs. And that's a huge advantage, right? Because if George called mm-hmm. Metaverse and wanted to do the same thing, I've got to start kind of uh, staple, you know, sticking things together to try and create the solution. But right. You pretty much got it. You you pretty much own the the whole chain. Exactly. Exactly. And and given our background in payments, um, it was relatively easy to work with our partners to put this together. I find it interesting. Here's a, a, a quote from the press release uh, because you know I'm so used to, and a lot of uh, NFT Web three people are used to the fact that. Most of this takes place through crypto wallets, right? But right. great quote here. The ability to accept traditional forms of payment, especially the loyalty scheme attached to it, lowers the barriers to entry and will set Aftermath Islands apart from other metaverse experiences that only accept cryptocurrency. That's Give true. us a little more flavor on that as to what, why that's such a big advantage today. Well, George, we're all seeing a change in the, in, in the NFT and the crypto market. It's it's um you know it's sort of the cream is rising to the top, and and a lot of the um uh, the 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 less than desirable products and programs are falling by the wayside, and that's not to say that they're good or bad. It's just you know it is it is sort of attrition, and I call that the beanie baby market, right? So beanie babies were really hot, and then all of a sudden, boom, they fell off. So so as, com as, for a lot of guys, sorry, yeah, yeah. Everything dot com skyrocketed right. and fell off the face of the earth. Right, but but not everything fell off the face of the earth. Companies morphed and understood and learned and became stronger. And I think we're one of those companies. Well, we don't get enough credit for that. I think we are one of those companies. So what we did from the beginning in our analysis with Oasis Digital Studios, our NFT um, agency, we looked at the entire market. And, and and again, as I've often said, Homer Simpson looked for donuts. We looked for holes. What were the holes? The whole the big hole was that everybody needed to pay with crypto to buy an NFT. Well, if you make That's everybody pay with crypto, it's not easy to open a crypto wallet. And it's not for the faint of heart. And not everyone can do it. And as Canadians, it's very challenging to open a crypto wallet because many of the banks don't want you connecting your debit card to it. It just gets onerous and most people give up. Now, that makes the market relatively small with high barriers to entry. By allowing uh, PayPal to enter this schema, we open up the market to, you know, potentially hundreds of millions or even billions of people. And because they can use their credit cards, they can use their debit cards, they can use the PayPal system. They're, so we have opened it up that NFTs are just not for the crypto elite anymore. They're now open to everyone. And by doing that, um, even with a market that is in flux and changing, by increasing the number of available purchasers, we can thwart um, uh, softer markets. And, and you're a bit of a maverick there, right? Uh, look, I know Wax uh, has made this available, but typically it's bigger brands who just want to put out some, you know, some nominal NFTs, mm-hmm. just say they're doing it. But the, I, I consider Aftermath Islands more of a hardcore NFT project. And the hardcore NFT projects typically go all crypto, right? You got to buy through yeah. crypto, you got to buy through ETH. Mostly ETH from there, some Solana and all that, but let's say 90% ETH. So you're a bit of a maverick because you're a hardcore, real NFT project with interoperability and all the things that you're doing and the islands and the activities and play to earn, but you didn't go that route. Uh, is Do you think that's, that's going to be a really big competitive advantage going forward or devil's advocate might you get shunned by the traditional crypto ETH 
uh, ETH users who only want NFT projects that are that are that are not have nothing to do with the decentralized world. Well, the challenge is we all live in a centralized world, regardless of what we we want to hope and aspire to be. Um, uh, we believe the market is so large when we start adding um, uh, traditional payment solutions to NFTs that it it overshadows anything else. Now, it doesn't mean that that we won't experience someone saying, well, you should only do it in crypto. But the answer is Web 3.0 isn't only about decentralization. It is focused on decentralization. But Web 3.0, and I wrote, read, wrote a recent Forbes article on this topic, but really at the end of the day, it's about a whole lot more. So um, I think we've created an inviting opportunity for everyone from every uh, basic corner of the world to be able to do this with us in an innovative way that doesn't exclude people. I think we, it's, a, it's a process of inclusiveness, which is really the way the world's going. And I think I think there are going to be major decentralized opportunities within Aftermath Islands that that will um, embrace, you know, the the traditionalists in the crypto world. So we're really focused on including everyone. And I mean, you know, without saying it in, in great detail, but, you know, even adding digital identity um, as a and, and using avatars as a proxy for that digital identity um, changes the landscape. Now. We're focused on anonymity with assurance. So we're not saying that someone needs to, to be able to give everyone all their information in an NFT or crypto environment, but I don't want bad actors in, 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 in my living room. I, I, I want to know that people I'm associating with are good actors. The, the other thing too is we're seeing more and more NFTs, George, that provide access to something. So we're starting to see those access NFTs. If you have this NFT in your wallet, you can come into this event. Right, or you can do this, you can do that, but that does not give any assurance. It all all it does is is provide access. So if it's if it's a ticket to come into a restricted concert or event or um, uh, a casino, it doesn't give assurance that the people that you're inviting in are qualified to come in. It only says they have the ticket in their hands. So there's lots of opportunity here without thwarting the web 3.0 purists and decentralization and anonymity to create high levels of assurance. Let's talk about how, it, by, and by the way, you're, you're not just talking your book. We already talked about the great success that you've had. We've already talked about, and not today, but the previous successes you've had on the digital identity side, work with the Ontario government, Ontario's uh, uh, convenience store association. You, if, if David Lukat says it, you know, you you got to really weigh that and uh, and and how serious it is. Uh, going on to the next topic, how does it work? So the this is the LQID card. It's a physical prepaid debit card powered by Optimize FT's Engage 360 payment card and digital banking platform available in the United States. There's a lot to unpack there because a lot of us are not familiar. So kind of run us through what that what that actually means. Well, right now we're we're starting this particular part of the program in the U.S. Um, and and like any network program, whether it's Visa or Mastercard, um, uh, this will be a Mastercard program. But um, the card is is regional, right? It, it's it, it, each franchise is regionally operated, so um, you'll be able to get a physical card. And every time you use the physical card, if you use it at one of over six hundred vendors 
online and we will have some other programs coming offline. You'll earn cash back and, and certain rewards, but um, you can also opt into the metaverse rewards program. And every time you use the card, you'll earn, you know, metaverse reward points. And those reward points can be turned in for aftermath Island NFTs. It could be um, land. It could be um, uh, resources. It could be buildings. So you can literally start building your own virtual empire by um, uh, buying coffee and donuts. Especially in the early days, right? Where exactly. you're going to be able to still buy things cheaply. And by the way, we're not making, we're not giving financial advice, but you know, like any paradigm shift, sometimes the sooner you can get in, if you find the right, if you can right. find, find the right, um, and if it fits your financial model, because I want to make sure we're not giving people financial advice. Absolutely. You know, 10 years later, you can look back and say, oh, my, like the people who said they bought Bitcoin at 50 cents in the dollar and two dollars and people thought they're crazy. And now they're, you know, it's. Uh, they're yeah, multiple, yeah, multiple, yeah. Multiple. Well, it, it pays to get in early. And and this program, um, I mean, the entry point for Aftermath Islands is very, very low. We've done that on purpose. We want we want to give everyone a, a reasonable opportunity to to um, be a landholder in Aftermath Islands. So, um, you know, parcels start at. Uh, or plots start at somewhere around $35 US and they do go up into the thousands of dollars for large, very exclusive land parcels, but it's, it, it is reasonably within the realm of acquisition for everyone in the developed world. And by the way, we kind of, you kind of touched on it a bit during one of our previous answers, but uh, there is a bit of a consolidation going on right now mm -hmm. uh, in the NFT world, which is, Bad projects, you know, George Com, Money Grab, NFT, uh, might have had a great run in 2021 because of FOMO, fear of missing out. But those starting to fall by the wayside. The market's starting to separate uh, the wheat from the chaff. Uh, how's Aftermath? I mean, we look, we know Aftermath Islands is real. It's backed by you guys. It's got a real ecosystem. We know that. But how is Aftermath Islands holding up in Q1? I know you can't give us numbers. But how uh, how's Aftermath Islands uh, holding up in terms of buyer participation? I think it's great. I, I really do. I think the numbers are are outstanding, personally. And that's not giving any financial advice. But you know, um, uh, fortunately, I've done a lot of work in the retail space in my career. And um, you know, Q four, um, the you know the holiday season is 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 mass euphoria for purchasing which was great for us and um q1 usually is holiday hangover people need to pay their bills right. um right. there's there obviously we know that economically globally there's been a lot of strife you know the issues that are happening overseas um um you know uh the, the rise in, in cost of living so we we took a very conservative approach to um q1 knowing all these things and um we're we're meeting or exceeding all our objectives so i'm 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 thrilled um that's that that is again people have to do their own due diligence but i think what we've done is we continue to deliver on the things we said we're going to deliver and we're continuing to move forward um you know lost kingdom of tasara which is our play to earn game is was announced a couple months ago and we said we'll be ready for q2 we're starting uh just starting to see you know playable alphas now so we're moving like lightning on everything. We've, um, although this is no indication of what the product will look like in, in various states, but we've tested with Meta 2 uh, or MetaQuest 2 technology so that we can see how, how, what, 
what Meta is doing or Facebook is doing with their program so that we can see what's going on and we tell people that we understand that. But um, we've got a lot of virtual surprises coming out in the next few weeks. So I think we're doing They haven't stopped. I know. I know. It's it's hard to sleep. But um, there is a lot going on and we're super excited um, to continue, you know, meeting the mark of what we said we're going to do. And and even in digital identity with the metaverse, we're we're starting to see um, some distinct changes around our statement of anonymity with assurance. And and so we're seeing how brands want to integrate um, digital identity and the metaverse and gaming. Uh, Unity, the big game engine company, uh, had a great article last week about that. Um, organizations like Microsoft are talking about digital identity and gaming in the metaverse. So I think we're in a sweet spot um, uh, across all our business lines to really um, uh, create value for our stakeholders. By the way, David, since we're talking about Aftermath Islands and the functionality and all that, when, because uh, I know it's a development in, in that's in progress, when do you think we're going to start to actually see the Aftermath Islands, be able to get on them, start start to you know uh, participate in them? Well, George, um, I think it's a progression starting in Q2 with Lost King of Desara. Um, with our play to earn game, it, you're going to start to be able to acquire resources to do things. And those resources can be acquired to also earn tokens or utility tokens. So, so we're going to start seeing that start, um, you know, early to mid Q2. Um, by the end of Q2 and the start of Q3, we're going to start to see more activities and, um, Again, metaverses take a while to build. Nobody's going to build everything in in three or four months. No, but no. we have we have made an we have made a, um, uh, a, a you know sort of a, an edict that we want to continue to deliver. So, our our goal is to start rolling out some playable assets um, by the end of Q two. Now, please keep in mind that there are things that are movable, and and but right now we're comfortable with that that statement. And by um, the way, for everyone at home, that's pretty fast because I follow a lot of that metaverse projects and yeah. you know, a lot of them say we need 12 to 18 months before you're going to start to see anything. So you guys are actually moving quickly. And that's for the benefit of our shareholders at home who might think, why'd you take it so long? That's actually really fast. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Everybody, I often say everybody wants homemade chicken soup by just adding water, right? <laughs> everything takes, everybody, everything takes time, you know, you know why? 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 Why does a pasta sauce taste better the next day? Because it's had time to 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 settle and and to to, to the flavor to come out. So it's we're we're going to take quite a while to to fully deliver everything and continue to deliver. But what we want to do is we want to leave breadcrumbs along the way. We want people who are vested in 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 the game and the platform itself to have opportunities to do things. We are also starting to take signals from brands. So so. Uh, I think you'll see that every day another brand says, I'm coming to the metaverse. Oh, I'm coming man. to the metaverse. N- nobody really knows what that means, but we're actually starting to talk about case studies to brands on how they could activate in the metaverse using digital identity, avatars, NFTs, and the metaverse. And we're getting some really great responses. I'm also sitting on a number of panels and organizations, um, not, not to blow our own horn. But, um, you know, and you know this, that, that, I, that regularly uh, I'm a contributor to Forbes. And um, because of where we are in the marketplace, I have just accepted 
uh, the opportunity to be part of the Rolling Stone uh, Culture Council. So, so that's a new thing that will be will will hopefully be contributing to Rolling Stone. Thank you. And that's really art, entertainment, and media. So we're starting to really create great thought leadership around our companies, uh, our own company's assets. And finally, one other first of its kind I want to talk about before we end is Lethbridge College. I'm going to read the headline. Lethbridge College teams up with Liquid Avatar to create a virtual campus in the metaverse. So you guys are launching and reading a first of its kind integrated learning opportunity for students. You guys are going to be providing 9,000 plots and students are going to start engaging uh, by the end of winter 2022 semester. I mean, this is pretty, this another first of its kind. So you get two firsts that we're talking about today. Uh, how big is that? And are other educational institutions paying attention? Because I'm sure they all follow each other and someone must have seen that. The answer is, um, first of all, it's, uh, we think it's really big. Um, uh, I've been very lucky to um, have the opportunity to be um, a mentor over the years at, at the University of Toronto. So this is, this is really a, another great opportunity. And, and, and working with uh, Lethbridge College has been just outstanding. They've had, they have some wonderful, wonderful programs both in, in, in technology and design and, and other programs as well. What it really does is it gives us a, um, a starting point in which to create educational opportunities um, in the metaverse. And, and about, oh my gosh, about 12 years ago, after finishing a massive project in technology, I went to one of the universities and said, wow, this would be really great for remote learning. And the university said to me, well, nobody's ever going to learn remotely no one's ever going to learn online <laughs> and so you know if you, Nico, about, every time you heard that in your in your, in your and yeah, in my case, yeah when people tell me no one was ever going to shop online um so so really by working with lethbridge we have a, a baseline and we're already starting um to do many marketing programs with some colleges in the u.s and uh we're talking to um government um about and and you know ministries for uh colleges and universities talking to them about what the opportunities are with e-campus programs and different different opportunities. Everybody is receptive because George, what's different at Web 1.0 when it was just sort of a content era, people were very slow to say, is this a fad? Eh, I don't know. And and corporations had to rely on on really young people who were adopting first to get their messaging together. By the time Web 2.0 was ingrained with social media and social activation, companies were jumping on board much faster and much deeper. And, and they were thinking of this as another channel of their business. Web 3.0, they're not even thinking about this. They're sort of, as we see with the announcements and brands, they're, you know, they're diving headfirst into the shallow end. Um, and it's not that they're not thinking about that, but they just want to be, they don't want to be followers. They don't want to be um, neutral. They now want to be leaders. So. Well, so, many web, so many of the big brands missed Web 1 and Web 2. Let's face it, they well, missed it. They're far gone. And they allowed other people to step in and become the influencers, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all these platforms. Look I at think all the newspaper companies, all the media companies that basically said, ah, it's a fad. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, the, I, when's the last time you saw Yellow Pages? When's the last time you, you, know, you read a newspaper, a physical newspaper? I mean, not that we don't do these or... If you give, I like to say, if you gave a two-year-old a magazine, put it down in front of them, they'd swipe it. <laughs> they would swipe it. And everybody as young told go, that's true. You know, everybody, they think everything's an iPad, right? So, so the, the market has changed. Things are different. And 
We have to continue to evolve. And what we're doing is we're saying we've got, you know, we've got a big stake in the center and that is digital identity. And that is going to be the core that we believe powers everything. But again, around that, we have our avatars and, and NFTs. And around that, we have the metaverse. And we are really, I hope to our, our stakeholders, we are proving that we are focused and, and we are delivery oriented. And now we are revenue oriented as well. Well, David, look, you know, friends or not, business colleagues or not, if you weren't delivering, I wouldn't be putting my name to this. I wouldn't be having these kind of energetic, yeah. you know, interviews. I just wouldn't, right? Right. But, you know, we're very Web3 immersed and we are watching everything Web3. Agoracom's going into Web3. That's something for discussion another day. We're, we're going there. So uh, uh, I can tell everyone that uh, all shareholders that you guys are delivering fantastic value here. And this is the way it's built. Uh, and Rome wasn't built in a day, but no. relative to most other projects, look, you're not Board Ape Yacht Club that just took off like a rocket ride and took on life its own. We all wish that. But I would put uh, Aftermath Islands and what you guys are doing in the metaverse in the 98th percentile. You know, Thank you. You guys in the top 2%, I think that's an easy one to say. Uh, and, and you've got a better roadmap than 99.5% of the projects out there. A lot of projects took in more money and they're kind of not sure. Like, okay, we think we're going to do a play to earn game and we think we're going to do, you know, uh, our video game. But they're not entirely sure yet. Shareholders of Liquid Avatar and and participants in Aftermath Islands, they've got a pretty good roadmap already of where you're going. And uh, and I think you guys do an amazing job, man. That's why that's why I love having these conversations. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Uh, for everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To David Lukacs, you CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies. Trades in Canada under LQID, for our friends in the U.S. under LQABF. For those of you the story, but you saw two firsts, right? The loyalty uh, payment card and the Lethbridge first-time virtual campus in the metaverse. Both of those uh, programs, first-time metaverse, and you just discovered the company. Here's how you do, do, your, do, do your due diligence. Try to say that five times. Get the company's profile page at Agoracom. We've got it neatly laid out for you because there's a lot going on here and it's new, a lot of these things are new, then once you've got that great foundational understanding, then head over to the company's website, do your deep dive due diligence, because guys, if you believe in the future of the metaverse, if you believe in the future of digital identity, and, and you see the numbers, Bloomberg Intelligence telling us it's gonna be an $800 billion market by 2024, others are saying it's gonna be over a trillion dollars, uh, they're very, very limited quality small cap companies that are gonna give you exposure to it. Just don't say 12 months from now, we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.